بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أكثر ذكر هذه من لذات يعني عن موت روض الميد وقال حديث حسن أبو هريرة رضي الله تعالى نريد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said abundantly remember the crusher of all pleasures that is death with regards to this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and its injunction encouraging us to ponder, reflect, discuss, contemplate and very very important to visualize the great great obstacles or junctures that lie ahead and its benefit in the sense that it serves as a great deterrent, dissuades one from disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from breaking the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from usurping the rights of others, from oppressing others, etc. We mentioned the incident which Ibn al-Jawzi rahimahullah has mentioned in his Rodat al-Muhibbin, that once a woman in Makkah Mukarramah, whom Allah ta'ala had blessed with great beauty, she took permission from her husband as she challenged her husband that she would be able to break the will of anyone and entice them towards haram. So her husband said this would be impossible to do with Ubaid bin Umayr rahimahullah. In any case, to complete that incident, when she approached Ubaid bin Umayr rahimahullah in the haram, revealed her beauty to him, and invited him towards haram. As we mentioned, what she was inviting him towards was abominable. We can't even consider such a thing with regards to a pious slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the one hand, we find in the lives of our salaf salihin one is this consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times. In the sense that when this woman revealed her face, immediately he said to her, Istatiri, cover yourself up. And then she said that, I am attracted to you, I want you to fulfill my need, my desire. So he said, I will consider it if you will truthfully answer a few questions of mine. The point we have to learn from this, which is very important, we cannot even emphasize it enough is that one is we practice upon deen, but sometimes people, especially nowadays, it's noticed in certain quarters, that this shiddat, this harshness of mizaj and temperament has entered in those that are practicing deen in such a way that we practice deen in a manner that we put others off deen. This goes against the grain of the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam didn't just practice deen, but he practiced it in such a manner that others were attracted and brought closer towards deen. So here Ubaid bin Umayr could have just repelled the advances of this woman, but instead of doing that, he invited her towards the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a beautiful manner. He said to her, listen, just a few questions, consider them and speak the truth. So she said, no problem, what are your questions? So he said, لو أن ملك الموت أتاك ليقبض روحك 
اکان یوسر کے انی اقدی لکھ ہادی الحاجا مائی سسٹر ٹوڈے یو آر انوائٹنگ می ٹو ڈو سم تھنگ ہاؤ ایور اٹ از این ایبسلوٹ فیکٹ دیٹ دا ڈے ول ڈون ان یور لائف وین دا اینجل آف ڈیتھ ول پریزینٹ اٹ سیلف ان فرنٹ آف یو ان آرڈر ٹو ٹیک اوے یور روح اینڈ یور سول وین دیٹ ہیپنس ان ایوٹیبلی وچ از گوئنگ ٹو ہیپن دا کوشچن آئی ہیو فار یو is that if I give in to what you are inviting me today, on that day will it be a source of pleasure to you or not? How do you think is going to be the outcome on that day when the angel of death presents itself to you? So she said, if I have to be honest, then obviously in preparation for that day when the angel of death will present itself in front of you, in front of me, then I would prefer that today you resist the advances that I have placed in front of you. Then he went on, he said, I have another question for you. Follow, Udkhilti qabrak, Ujilisti lil musa'ala, O lil mas'ala, Akana yasuru ki anni qadaytu laki hadhi al-haja. After the angel of death had presented himself, and your ruh is taken out of the body, your kafan and janazah will be prepared, You will be carried on the shoulders of others to the graveyard. Then that hole will be dug in the ground. And totally alone you will be placed. You will be placed in your grave. And after a little while passes, the test of the grave will come. You will be made to sit up. And the angels of death, and the angels of the grave, Munkar and Nakir, will present themselves with the three questions of the grave. Do you think if I give in to what you are inviting me today, on that day you will be happy and pleased? So she said, no. Then he went on, Follow anna nasa u'atu kut kitabahum, wala tadreen ata'akhudheena kitabaka biyameenik am bishimalik, akana yasurruki anni qadaytu laki hadhi al-haja. He said, a day is coming, fa'amma man utiya kitabahu biyameenih, فَيَقُولُ هَا أُمُقْرَأُوا كِتَابِيَا إِنِّي ظَنَنْتُ أَنِّي مُلَاقٍ حِسَابِيَا فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةٍ رَاضِيَا فِي جَنَّةٍ عَالِيَا قُتُفُهَا دَانِيَا كُلُوا وَاشْرَبُوا هَنِيئًا بِمَا أَسْلَفْتُمْ فِي الْأَيَّامِ الْخَالِيَا وَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِشِمَالِهِ فَيَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِي لَمْ أُوْتَ كِتَابِيَا وَلَمْ أَدْرِ مَا حِسَابِيَا يَا لَيْتَهَا كَانَتِ الْقَاضِيَا مَا أَغْنَى عَنِّي مَالِيَا هَلَكَ عَنِّي سُلْطَانِيَا that the book of deeds of some will come in the right hand and the book of deeds will come, of some will come in the left hand. Those who receive the book of deeds in the right hand, they will be elated, overjoyed. They will say, come, come, read my book. I prepared for this day. I had conviction in this day. Allah says, a happy existence lies in front of them, etc. On the other hand, there will be some who will receive their book of deeds in the left hand. Allah protect us. They hasrat, they regret, they grieve. No words can possibly describe this. He says to her that that juncture lies ahead. I want you to visualize that day. And tell me that if I give in to what you are inviting me today towards this haram act, on that day will it be a source of pleasure to you or not? So she said no. Then he went on and he said, فَلَوْ جِيَ بِالْمِيزَانِ وَجِيَ لَكْ فَلَا تَدْرِينَ أَيَخِفْ مِيزَانَكْ أَمْ يَثْقُلْ That which Allah Ta'ala says, وَنَضَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْتِ لِيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ فَلَا تُضْلَمُ نَفْسٌ شَيْئًا 
وإن كان مثقال حبة من خردل أتينا بها وكفى بنا حاسبين Allah says the scale of justice will be set up. It will be you, it will be your scale of deeds. So he says, فَلَوْجِيَ mizan." When that scale is brought and you are brought and made to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you don't know whether your good deeds will be, the pan, the scale of your good deeds will be heavy or the scale of your evil deeds will be heavy. I want you to visualize that day, my sister, and tell me that if I give in to what you are inviting me today, أَكَانَ يَسُرُّكِ أَنِّي قَضَيْتُ لَكِ هَذِي الْحَاجَةِ So again she said no and by this time she was in tears. So Ubaid bin Umayr rahimahullah said to her, اِتَّقِ اللَّهِ فَقَدْ أَنْعَمَ عَلَيْكَ وَأَحْسَنَ إِلَيْكَ He said, my sister, I advise you, I invite you towards the taqwa, the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because consider Allah has blessed you greatly. Allah has given you beauty, Allah has given you health, Allah has given you this life. Allah has showered so many ni'mats and bounties upon you. So fear Allah. And in the utilization of these ni'mats and bounties which Allah has blessed you with, use it in conformance with the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This woman returned home and she addressed her husband and she said, Anta battal wa nahnu battalun. She says, you have wasted your life and I myself have wasted my life. These, these critical junctures which Umayyad bin Umayr has spoken about are coming. The angel of death will come. I will have to answer the, angel, the questions of the grave. The book of deeds will be presented. The scale of justice is lying ahead. I don't know what the outcome is going to be on that day. I have to prepare. فَأَقْبَلَتْ عَلَى الصَّلَاةِ وَالصَّدَقَ وَالْعِبَادَةِ And she devoted her entire life to salah, to fasting, som, to the ibadah, to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to sadaqah, etc. A husband would commiserate and he would at times pass the remark, Mali wali Ubaid ibn Umayr, Afsada alayya imra'ati, kanat fi kulli laylatin arusan, wasayyaraha rahibatan. He would say, why did I let my wife go to Ubaid bin Umayr? Because he has spoiled my wife for me. Before this I had a bride, now I've got someone who is always in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, this was the manner in which he passed this remark, in the sense that her entire life changed. What was behind it, this encouragement of Ubaid bin Umayr rahimahullah, that visualize, contextualize, remind yourself, especially when the temptation to commit guna is there, the temptation to break Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command is there, Understand that in the context of what lies ahead, will giving in to the temptation today be a source of pleasure to you or not? In fact, visualizing these junctures ahead is a great deterrent to give that himmat and that strength within us to abstain from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa ibn Ka'bin radiallahu ta'ala anhu kana rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam idha dhahaba thuluthu al-layl qama faqal يا أيها الناس اذكروا الله جاءت الراجفة تتبعها الرادفة جاء الموت بما فيه إلى آخر الحديث أبي بن كعب رضي الله تعالى narrates the hadith is a lengthy one we won't be able to complete it in the limited time but just the initial section of the hadith that it was the noble practice of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم that when one third of the night had passed Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would stand up. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran in many many places describes the night of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya ayyuhal muzzammil qumil layl illa qalila nisfahu wa winqus minhu qalila uzid alayhi wa rattili al-Qur'ana tartila wa minal layl fatahajjad bihi nafilatan lak asa an yab'athaka rabbuka maqaman mahmooda inna rabbaka ya'lamu annaka taqumu adana min thuluthayi al-layl wa nisfahu wa thuluthahu wa ta'ifatun minal ladhina ma'ak many many verses Allah describes the night of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Today you ask a person by you, you say we want to practice on sunnah. So what is our understanding of sunnah? Some of us have a very limited understanding. Eat something, have something sweet before you eat the meal. Whether that is sunnah or not is not even... At times Rasulullah there was nothing to eat. So to say with regularity that Nabi had something sweet before eating, that is doubtful. But... The real sunnah of Rasulullah what was his night, what was his day, what was his gham, what was his fikr. That unfortunately, that shock and inclination is not there in us. To spend an entire night sleeping and not give some section of the night to the ibadat and worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if that is our practice, then my respected brothers, in no way, in no way does our night resemble the night of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah's Rasul would say, Inna shahwati fi qiyamil layl. Allah has kept my special, my special ecstasy, shahwat, enjoyment in qiyamul layl, in tahajjud salah, in giving some section of the night, some section of the night. Ulama say that if an entire night passes and some section of the night is not given to Allah, then it is an indication of the harshness the hardness and the darkness of the heart. For this heart to become nurani, for it to become illuminated, for it to become soft, for it to have the khashiyat and khawf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is absolutely imperative that some section of the night be given to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Ubay bin Ka'b radiallahu ta'ala who says, it was the noble practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then when one third of the night used to pass. In other riwayat, it is mentioned Rub'ul Layl. In this hadith, Thuluthul Layl, one third of the night. In other ahadith, it is mentioned Rub'ul Layl, quarter of the night. Ulama Ikram mentioned, Yakhtalif Qiyamahu Fataratan Yaqum, Yukaddim Wataratan Yuakhir. Why is it one hadith, quarter of the night, one hadith, one third of the night? Because they say that Nabi Pak Islam's noble practice would change, it was not fixed. Sometimes he would sleep a little bit extra, sometimes a little bit less. So the night that he slept less, when quarter of the night had passed. Little bit extra, when one third of the night had passed. <coughs> Coming back to this hadith, when one third of the night had passed, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa would get up for tahajjud salah. And not only would he get up, but he would encourage his household, encourage the ummah, Encourage them, conscientize them to move away from ghaflat, from negligence towards the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, towards that Allah, towards that Allah who it is clearly mentioned in many, many ahadith, that once the last third of the night comes, once the last third of the night comes, yanzilu rabbuna tabaraka wa ta'ala, Allah descends, a descension in keeping with His greatness, right up till the first heaven, 
And Allah calls out, Allah calls out, Hal min sa'il fa'atiya su'la? Hal min ta'ib fa'atubu ilayk? Hal min mustaghfir fa'aghfir Allah? Is there any nadim, any regretful person amongst my slaves who has broken my command and wants forgiveness today? Your Rabb is calling out to you. Ask me for forgiveness, I am ready to forgive you. Is there any needy slave of mine that has some need? Allah is calling out to you. Place your need before me, I will fulfill it. Is there anyone who wants to turn in repentance to me so that I may accept you? Whatever need you have. Allah says, who knocked at my door and the door wasn't open for him. Allah is waiting for you, yet you are in ghaflat. You are in negligence, you are sleeping. So Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam not only would get up, but he would encourage others. As inshallah we'll continue.